at Parenting Radio. My name's Todd. My name's Kathy. And uh, we are talking about a hodgepodge of different things. Not really. I was going to say the cornucopia thing. Or no, the smorgasbord. Oh my gosh. But we're not. We're actually starting by talking about summer. Yep. And then we're going to talk about people. Are you ready for the summer? (laughs) That's from Meatballs. I know. I love that movie. I do too. Bill Murray's first feature film after Saturday Night Live. Yes. Underrated. Yes, but it wasn't underrated at the time. It's just nobody, you just can't find it anymore. It's like not a classic, but it should be. It's really good. It's kind of a classic. No. In our generation? No, you don't think so? Don't okay. Think so. Well, I wanted to talk about summer. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about preparing for summer and you know planning things for the summer. That's not what I want to talk about. Right. I want to talk about this shift from school to summer because it's thrown me... Through a loop or for a loop? Well, I... It's throwing I, me... Which one first? You're uh, not listening. Throwing you for a loop. For a loop, yeah. but not through a loop. No, no. If you're through the loop, that's all good. But if it's for a loop, you don't okay. want loops. Who wants loops? So, well, that's loop. my point. I well, don't know the saying. I always kind of breeze over that word. I'm breezy. Um, I'm, so here's the first thing. Okay. I feel like the moral of the podcast that we did a month ago about the summer was don't overschedule. Right. Create a lot of open space. Right. So for the first week, they've been out of school for a week. Right. We've created a lot of open space and been um, challenged. Well, yeah. And what I think is what's interesting is the first day. So they got out of school on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And in the afternoon, you have, it's ever just, you know, uh, everything's open. Yeah. You know, and so all the kids, we live across the street from the park. So all these kids were at the park and they were all at the pool and there was just kids all over the place and kids in my house and kids running in and out. I actually had to set the table up by the door because mm-hmm. I still had to work. Right. That's the thing is like our lives aren't. They're changing a little bit. We took a few things off our plates for the summer, but for the most part, we still have jobs to do and the things that we always did while the kids were at school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had to like sit at the table so I could watch the girls, but still get done what I need to get done. And I think that it's not so much about that the idea of, we've gone through a lot of summers with our kids. It's not that it's wrong to keep things open. It's that you have to respect the fact that it's a big shift mm-hmm. to go from constantly scheduled to a little more lighthearted. Right. And that, that there is a shift inside of us that needs to take place. And that it's okay that the first couple days or the first week or two weeks for that matter, it's a little uneasy mm-hmm. because you kind of have to figure out how to get your rhythm. You shifted down a gear. Yeah. Well, the summer shift. Yeah. Um, one funny thing that I think happened was that you, it was at the end of a long day last week, mm-hmm. and you were you, kind when of- When you say that, that means that I wasn't nice. I'm about to make fun of you. <laughs> no. So you're like, this summer, I'm not saying it's going to happen every day, but I need, we're not going to be playing outside until like 9.15 or 9.30 every night or right. something like right. that. Right, right. I did. And I think it was at the end of a long day. And I'm actually on the opposite of that. Like, I think summer, it's all right if they want to play. I know. But the reason you were able to say that is because you had been traveling for two days. Right. You stroll in at 6 o'clock and you're like, hey, let's go play. If I'm in charge all day, mm-hmm. when it's 6 or 7, I'm done. So I want all my children in the house. Now, if you want to take them out, like right. I said, I think I said because I was frustrated. But what I said was, I know... I'm not making any hard and fast rules, but I'm telling you, if I'm going to be in charge all day of three kids and their friends running in and out of this house, I can't go to the pool at seven at night too. Mm -hmm. And that I needed to let the kids know I can't be on all day with you. I actually had just that conversation with them this morning is part of that is they need to, and this is the thing, this is why I wanted to talk about this because it doesn't mean that I put them in 10 events during the day. So they're gone all the time. It means that they need to learn 
they're downshifting too. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed Cameron sitting in her room just right before we started playing with all of her stuffed animals and kind of doing something where she never does that, but she had space to fill. Right. And that's what I'm trying to say is we have to kind of hold on, hold our seat right. while we're going through this shift. And instead of just say, oh, forget it, I'm going to put them in 10 camps. Right. Can we hold our seat? And, and what I mean by that is just be very present and realize that we're going through a downshift mm-hmm. or a down cycle. Right. <laughs> down, whatever. And that we need to allow for that to happen. You know, like allow for the discomfort. That's the word I'm looking for. And the discomfort of them saying, Mom, I'm bored. Right, Mom, I'm bored. Yeah, because like they're this, going to. It was the second day of summer school or summer school, of summer. And they're like, you know, it's 9.30 in the morning. They're saying I'm bored. And I have no tolerance for that. I know. And the thing is, is that's why I wanted to talk about this is because we have to find tolerance for it. Not because it's okay and that I love it. I don't. But because that is what happens when you go from constantly scheduled to not as scheduled. Right. Is that they don't know what to do with that space. And what we need to help them with is how to do it. Not like I'm going to fill every moment for you, but we have to do some role modeling of downshifting, of right. being okay with them being bored right. and not, you know, ripping into them about being bored and right. saying, oh, it's summer, you shouldn't be bored. Well, they kind of are because they've been in school all day and the teacher's been telling them what to do every second. Right. And all of a sudden, this space is open and they're like, how do I fill it? And we have to kind of gently help them, you know, it's, you know, go draw for a little bit or they may go upstairs and play for a little bit like I saw Cameron doing this morning or they can go ride their bikes, find friends. Well, one thing that um, I'm hoping to do is, you know, we live, hopefully you're on a block where there's a bunch of friends around and we happen to be on a block like that. And um, as soon as they show up at the door, or our daughters show up at somebody else's door, they're, they're kind of on their way. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a summer to go by where they read for 10 minutes before bed. I feel like we can, and we're coming up with a plan. Like mm-hmm. you're in charge of reading and writing, writing and mm-hmm. I'm in charge of math and science. Now it's the first week of school uh, or the first week of summer. So I'm hoping that we could do it. The reason I bring this up is in the morning, right after breakfast, that's... That's downtime. That's the time mm-hmm. when I want to say, hey, let's either get on the computer and do these educational things on the computer or let's read together or let's do the math lesson together or something like that. Because as soon as the day begins, and what I mean by that is when playtime begins with neighbors or friends. It's hard to pull them back in. It's impossible to. Well, and here's what's interesting. Now, I'm going, because I agree with that. And as far as the educational piece, yes, you're right. Like we're trying to, without being too regimented, because Mm -hmm. it is summer, we are trying to at least keep, um, you know, I'm having them do some writing of letters this summer. Uh, The girls and I are going to journal back and forth. I'm having them do writing at night, like what they're grateful for. So what is this journaling back and forth thing? Are you just writing her a note? Yeah. Well, I'm going to write them a note and ask them questions and they're going to write back to me. Gotcha. So you're going to have open-ended things so they have something to write back. Right. So basically... I got a three, one of those three uh, subject notebooks. Right. So the first part of the notebook is them just writing at night. You know, it could be gratitude. It could be dreams. It could be my day. I, I'm not going to get too focused on how they do it. Right. The second part is us writing notes back and forth to each other. And I don't know if I'll do it every day, mm-hmm. but I want them to, it, this is all to practice writing mm-hmm. and it's all to practice staying connected. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is, is I want them to write some letters to people this summer, the people they love and miss nice. because it's a great writing activity. And it's also letters are so great. Don't right. you love getting letters? Cause nobody sends them anymore um i don't think i like it as much as you do right well i, I love your words right i like words that's your love language and it's the way that they can practice without me getting out a workbook and right. saying now do well, it's funny work. you say that because i was about to go to whatever a bookstore and get a bunch of math workbooks 
And I mean, I guess you can. You know, the thing is, is you're in charge of the math part. I'm not going to tell you what to do there. But I think that what's fun about summer is we can get a little more creative about, you know, how about you give them an actual problem? Like mm-hmm. put stuff on the floor and say, yeah. you guys need to figure out this and this and this instead of be like so schooly. Right. Because we were just talking with a neighbor friend about how she's going to do some, what she was calling homeschooling this summer. And which is really good. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But when you start to put those words on it, the kids are like, "Ugh," mm-hmm. you know, like, can we make it a little more fun, lighthearted, yet still they're learning. Yeah. Um, but anyway, can I jump into something else Please about do. summer? Is that the, here's the crazy paradox. I also don't want my kids gone all summer where I don't see them every day. Right. So here I am complaining about, you know, they give me space, give me space stay away from me. And then I'm like, okay, they're gone until dark. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's time to go to bed. And I feel like I'm missing that too. So what, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about with this easing into summer feeling is I'm trying to figure out how do we make, create enough family time, right. but also make sure that we get our work done and that they have their time with their friends and they have their imagination time. There's a, there's a really fine balance. And what's so interesting is by the time we really get it, it's it's like August, yeah. and then we have to ease back into school. Well, and it's funny because I the summer, you know, we have three months, and that's so awesome. And then, like, I was planning some things, and I don't know for some reason, three months sounds like a long time. And then it's I'm not. like, twelve Wednesdays, like I right. want to start doing something on Wednesday. Like I have twelve Wednesdays to choose from, and all of a sudden, like I'm traveling for half of them, and right. all, like all of a sudden, my Wednesday is not. You've got three. Yeah, right. there's like three left out of the summer, like weekends. Weekends are even worse. Where I know. They go, let's get together this weekend, and you know, I don't even know what our calendar looks like yet, but it tends to fill up very, very quickly, it and does. how crazy that is. Like this weekend we have coming up, we're going to see Roger Waters. Right? You know what? People don't know who Roger Waters are. People know who Roger Waters is. No, they don't. Listeners, you know who Roger Waters is. I have told so many people we're going to see Roger Waters this Friday, and they're like, who is that? And I'm like, the wall, Pink Floyd. Those people need to be put into some type of schooling to understand rock and roll. When when we were in high school, you listened to Pink Floyd and the Doors. Good music. Everybody else was listening to pop music. Bad music. Well, and I should see everyone 80s hair bands or Pink Floyd and the Doors. Because I listened to Pink Floyd in high school, too. But it was also in connection with the what was on the radio, and you don't know what was on the radio. 80s songs will Are come bad. on the radio, and Todd will be like, I've never heard this song. And I'm like, how can you not know this song? Because they're all bad. Do you remember when you got into an argument with me about whether or not Kaja Gugu was a band? I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> Kajagoogoo. It sounds like a made-up word. That's the thing. Is It's not like everyone's going to know who Kajagoogoo is, but if you were kind of 80s and MTV-ish, you knew that they sang, they sang this song called Too Shy. And um, they... Does it have anything to do with, all we hear is Radio Gaga. No, that's Queen. I know. I know. And that's where Lady Gaga got Kaja Gugu, Radio Gaga. Totally different things. Really? Yes. Okay. My point is, is that Todd... Can you sing it for us? No. Please? I, Just I'm try. sorry. I cannot. Um, you you can, but you won't. Yeah, say, I, I will not. to not. Yeah, I go. am making a choice to not. But what I'll say is we are going to see The Wall this Friday at Wrigley Field yeah. in Chicago. So it's going to be pretty cool. Cause... And we're excited, but Saturday morning okay. we have to wake up and go, and both of us are going to be on WGN Radio. Well, but that's not a chore to me. I enjoy that. I know, but what if we're out too late? I'm not worried about that. What if I am? I had four beers on Saturday, then, and I woke up with a headache. Then I will not bring you with me to WGN. I will go on my own. I thought you were going to say you're not going to bring me, bring me with you to the wall. No, we're going to go do that, but I, I don't have a problem. Four beers and a headache. I know. What's going on with that? Yeah, you're getting old. I used to drink 12 before I went out. Yeah, that was healthy. And then I was, was fine smart. the next morning. 
Well, I know, but that's not a good thing. That's not. See, that's the thing is, when we're young, we're proud of those things. Yeah. But as we get older, we realize what toxicity and heaviness we're putting on our body. Well, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second. Okay. Obviously, hangovers. We any most people know what that is well, and have experienced had one them at one point. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was kind of part of dealing with it. And I knew a hangover was the after effects of having too much alcohol in your system. But now I have an appreciation for a hangover is literally poison in, in your, your body, body mm-hmm. that the reason you feel so bad is because you put things in your body that your body doesn't like. Like you're poisoning your body. Your body can't process it. Your body cannot process it and you throw up and you have a headache and your body doesn't function. Right. And we would do it over and over and over again. Point taken. So like I, I completely agree and we didn't have like the, because it was so normalized at that you know, time in your life, everybody was doing that, or a lot of people were. You didn't really look at what you were doing, like you said. Yeah, you I just connected the two things. You I accepted it. That's crazy. And but it is because, and think about the fact that you're throwing up. Your body is saying, "I can't handle yeah. this." Not good. Not good. Remove please stop from it. system. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to boot this up <laughs> and get rid of this. Well, I don't know if I've told this story, but this was sad. Um, JC was like one and a half mm-hmm. or two years old, and I went out hard the night before, mm-hmm. and we went to Jerry's barbecue. And it was at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. And I had you pull over. I went, you, I couldn't make it in the gas station. I, the dumpster was too high. So I threw up next to the dumpster. Gross. And Cameron or JC said, why is daddy getting sick? And I think you said something like he was out too late that night. Yeah. And then I asked myself, what am I doing? Right. And not that I hadn't gotten drunk since then, but that was like a defining moment for me kind of re-looking at what I was doing. Well, it's a it's a lifestyle change. It's not... And the thing is, is you have to, instead of say, oh, now I'm a parent, I can't have fun, you have to stand back and say, I can have fun, but I can do it in a way that doesn't completely need, kill me yeah, the next day. You don't day. need to get blind. Exactly. It's you and I still go out. We go to shows. We're going, talking about going to this concert. We go out with our friends. We go dancing and I'll, you know, we'll have a drink or two, but it doesn't need to be taken to the levels that we, we felt the need to take it to. Well, and I'm a little nervous because I have some really good friends. Mike and Jason and Mike are coming in from out of town I know. at the end of June. I know. And our pattern over the last 20 years is to get stupid together. Mm-hmm. And now last year we got together and I didn't get that stupid, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still a little worried. But this is, and this is funny. We talked about this last year. You always have a choice. You guys are not like a unit. But we get dumber as the more of us get together. Okay, so the, Our decision the, making the smart quotient goes is, down. Exactly. Well, and I understand that. I have friends that that happens with me too, and sometimes it's fun. It's, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with letting loose every once in a while, but there you have to also realize that you can in, you can at a point say, okay, I've reached my dumb limit. Yeah. I'm not going to necessarily go home and go to bed, but I'm going to be smart enough about having water or stopping or um, being present and not going to that that dark place I went to in college. Right. You know, it's just not necessary anymore. I agree. I agree. So, all right, let's move on. Okay. Um, so, going back to summer, did you want to round that up? Why don't you round that up, and then I'll talk about well, our partners. Well, I just wanted to round it up by saying summer is... I like is, how you use the word round it up. Is that a word? I don't know. I, see... Why don't you pull it all together? Pull it all together. When I'm, when I'm I on... I want to round it up. Now that I'm on a radio show, I have to really be thoughtful about my language, because sometimes I use, like... Things wrong? Disc- yes, I say them yeah. wrong. Yeah, we're going to round it up. Kind of like what I said about... Um, 
the thing with the hoop. What was I saying at the beginning? I have no loop idea. it through. Yeah, through the through the loop. <laughs> what was I saying? For the loop. I don't, I don't remember. Hopefully but I, I have to be like, is that really the way you say? I think it? rounding up is when you when you're on a <laughs> on a horse and you have cattle and you're trying to put them. In one I think direction. it's when you're doing math problems and you're trying to go like round the number up to the next. Number. That's another use. So of. let's just say sum it up. Okay. Okay. Or pull it together. Or pull it together. <laughs> or pull the show together, which is a little bit off its track. Okay, both of those things, whatever, is that the summer, give yourself a break and know that it's okay that you've not fully adjusted to the way this feels. And that it's, I know you're excited about summer and, um, and I'm talking to you listeners and it's great, but when it does feel a little bit like, oh, this is chaos or the kids are around, that that's kind of a normal process of getting used to um, this transition from being overscheduled to non-scheduled and that you can kind of, you know, allow it to evolve and that it doesn't mean you have to completely change it and schedule everything again to be make it like it was, but just kind of accept the fact that there'll be a transition period. Agreed. That's all I'm trying to say. Well done. Okay, thank you. And- um, and so what I'm going to, uh, our next subject is going to be um, a little experience I had with um, manager at my apartment buildings that we manage. And okay. it's about how... Is that Will that be interesting how, for people? <laughs> I think it will because okay. people showing you who they are and, and me not, not wanting to believe it. Okay, that is interesting. Okay. okay. And that's more of a, a grown-up thing, not necessarily direct towards parenting, but just living life. Yeah. But first, um, we are going to be on the radio. We already talked about that. We're going to be on the radio uh, this uh, Saturday, uh, WGN Radio Chicago. We're going to be talking about an article that I have in Chicago Parent this month, the June issue of Chicago Parent. If you haven't picked it up, pick it up. Um, it's all about dads, but the article that I wrote is about daddies and daughters Seven ideas of how to stay connected to your daughters. Um, so anyway, Todd and I are going to go on Bill Mahler's show and talk about it. I think we're on at ten twenty, and then actually this summer I'll be on a lot Quite of a the summer, like about three weeks in July and most of August. So basically ten twenty, Bill Mahler's show parenting segment is kind of seven twenty a.m. Yeah, or wgnradio.com. That's right. Um, and then you have a few books that I'll promote because I'm sure no one has ever heard about my books. We get new listeners every week. True. Okay. We're, just, we're talking to the new listeners and like to all the, the other listeners who have never bought your book yeah so the self-aware parent one and the self-aware parent two it's just uh it's actually their lessons about um growing as a parent and it's a really easy read very not not super long book um but i think it's thought-provoking and so you can find them at kathycadams.com or amazon.com very good and then our partners uh, we have uh, tree of life chiropractic care yes and actually you can find my books at tree of life also um, dr kelly has my books there and uh, they are on Spring Road in Elmhurst, and we go every week, and they're fantastic um, at what they do. And they have the $27 initial chiropractic exam. Right, which is ridiculously good deal. So, Tree of Life, um, chirotree.com. Yes. And then Avid is our other partner. They do painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. And if you have a kitchen, a basement, you want to get your house painted, uh, they're the company to call. They are, and they're actually working on my parents' house and my sister's house. So, so they're they're busy, but not too busy for you. That's right. 630-956-1800. Great. So here's my deal. Okay. Uh, I had somebody helping manage an apartment building that we own together, and um, he was not doing a very good job. Right. For a long time. Right. And he was being dishonest, and he was going through the motions, and he was doing all these things, but I... Always wanted to believe that he was going to get his act. You're cutting together. Him the break. Well, and let let me back up by saying this is not the first person you've experienced either with these buildings or through other work situations where they've been 
um, they've dropped the ball or they've lied. Continually or, dropped the ball. Right. He it, continuously dropped the ball, right. and I kept giving him chances. Maybe it's because I'm weak. Maybe it's because I avoid conflict in most cases. But one thing that you said after the dust had settled and he's no longer there, um, he he was showing me who he was, and I didn't want to believe him. Right. And I, that was a good lesson. You know, people are who they show you who they are. Right. That's actually a Maya Angelou quote where Is she it? said, yes, um, she says, um, people will teach you or show you who they are. Believe them. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to say, oh, no, they're not like that or there's no way that could be possible because I'm not like that. How could that be possible? People will show you who they are. Now, that doesn't mean that you then have to turn around and hate them and decide that you're better than them and decide you're never going to speak to them again. But you may want to make a choice that this guy was not the best manager and that he was showing you, I don't know how to manage. Without using words, he was demonstrating his inability to follow through. But you kept thinking it can't be this bad. Or or you're like, well, I'm not teaching him enough. Or maybe I need to have more meetings with him. And the thing is, is that was never the case. I know. I know it was, and it was a challenge for me. And I, the lesson is learned, and I hope that next time some. But I think my question is, at what point do you allow people? Like, maybe people can change, right? Of course. So maybe I was just hoping he would change. Well, the thing is, is you can. Where, always, where does that fit in? You can always give someone another chance. Like people make mistakes all the time. I mean, you know, we drop the ball on something, or we forget something, or we don't follow through the way that we said for whatever reason. We're having a bad day. So it's always fine to give someone a second chance, especially if they acknowledge and take responsibility for what they didn't do. Right. You know, it's some when when I drop the ball on something or forget or forget to email, um, the hardest thing for me to do, but I know the most important thing for me to do is to acknowledge it and take responsibility for it. Because right. in a way, once you do that, it's swept away. Right. Because the other person's like, okay, they get it. The reason that it's so frustrating to work with someone who's irresponsible is they don't acknowledge it. Right. And so you're sitting there going, don't you see what you're doing? So. Right. It's okay to give someone another chance, but this was going I gave him on many, many and chances. On. And he was not the first person you've done that with. No, I know. I know. You trust I, people to a fault. Yes, I do. And that's a beautiful thing. I know. I know. If but, you're going to be guilty of something, it's not the worst thing. It's just I paid the consequences. For right. It. You sure did. And it, but it, you know, I should have been smarter about it because it's not like this guy was family or anything. Just you know, cut the cord. Right. And I'm saying this um, to our audiences. Maybe there are some people who are listening right now, who have some person in their life right mm-hmm. now where you're just kind of totally frustrated emotions. and these people are showing you who they are. So have that awareness. I mean, learn from my experience. you know, mistake and experience. Well, and I think the important part to know is if it, because for some people it could be family members or that kind of thing, you don't have to then decide you don't like them. Right. You can still love them. Right. You can still you know, be kind and, and be respectful, but you choose to not go to them anymore for whatever need they're not meeting. Like some people get so frustrated with a friend or a family member because they'll say, well, I went to them for advice and they told me this and it was the wrong advice. And and I want to be like, quit going to that person for advice. Then you can still love them and enjoy them in other, you know, ways but you're going to them what's again i'm going to try and come up with another terminology here here. i know it's like trying to get 
blood from a turnip. Yeah. Isn't I, that I, it? I think you, yeah, I think that's exactly right. You're going to someone and expecting them to give you something they don't have. Right. So you were expecting this guy to be responsible, and he kept saying, I'm not responsible. Not right. with words, but with actions. Well, the word that is popping into my mind is acceptance. Yeah. And I did not accept that this guy was not in... I was not helping him. He was not helping himself. Right. He definitely wasn't helping me. Yet we all have these people in our lives where we f- we wish they were somebody that they were not. Exactly. And if I can just accept people for who they are, and there are certain people I accept people for who they are, and everything's great, like you and my daughters and everything else. But there's other people in my life where I keep thinking that they're supposed to be different than who they are. Do you think they should be more like you? And when I say that, I don't mean that mean. I mean like when we view the world a certain way, it is very hard for us to look at other people and understand how they don't. Like you will say, like you were expecting an email from somebody who said that they'd email us back. And you're like, you know, I can't believe that he wouldn't email us back. It's been two weeks. You would, but not everybody does. And that doesn't mean they're bad. And it doesn't mean they're evil or wrong. We don't know what's going on in their life. It could mean that they're somewhat irresponsible or that it's not as important to them. But regardless, we don't have to, we spend all of our time figuring out, figuring out why they don't do it instead of accepting and, and continuing. Cause here's the other thing that can happen. People can turn it the other way and say, well, if they're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And we got to hold, again, I'm using this terminology again, but I'll repeat it. We got to hold our seat with that one too and say, I'm going to still be the best person I can be. You've used the term hold your seat, I think, twice on this podcast. And that's common day language for you and I. But what does holding your seat mean? Can you describe it? Well, it it means, I just get a visual, you know, when you're holding onto your seat, like you're gripping on for, you know, it's stay there, hold on, like be present for what's happening, um, trust, like, and and don't compromise. Don't what compromise. You think is right. I do hold your seat a lot in my head when I'm angry. Right. Because when I get angry, which is normal, no problem with the fact that that arises in me. But I don't want to respond to other people with angry words. Right. Meaning, it's one thing to feel a feeling of anger. It's another thing to to then spew my anger all over everybody with words or actions. Right. So when I get angry, I really have to hold my seat where I can <clears throat> excuse me, respect the fact that I'm getting angry, figure out a way to release it positively, but not act on it. Well, I think of it in terms of not being taken advantage of. Like That's if true somebody too. is trying to, you know, like this this silly manager of mine, right. I was being taken advantage of and I didn't hold my seat. I didn't hold to what I knew was in exactly. the best interest of the buildings and our family and our finances and I didn't I let him push me around you know what this is good yoga discussion when we talk about yoga <clears throat> we talk about hugging into the midline right. which what that means in yoga is you know bring all your muscles into the bone hug into the center core of yourself and you find balance that way right. when you're going through a hard time in life because yoga and life are you know they're parallel to each other they are the same is that you hug in, remember who you are, hug into the core and respond from that place. Because what lives in our core Your is heart. our heart. That's right. And so when you respond from that place, instead of being all wiggly jiggly and like kind of being on autopilot and doing whatever comes up and being um, non, not conscious of being grounded, mm-hmm. I'm using a lot of language here that well, may not resonate. Well, and we did uh, a family yoga Friday night yeah. at, at FitRx. Yeah, that was great. studio in Elmhurst. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about um, tree pose. Yeah. And how you anchor yourself into the earth. Like yeah. the roots of a tree are the same as, you know, these ideas we're talking about or certain poses that you do. So 
little yoga session. Well, and trees have a lot to teach us. There's reason why trees are used in yoga because it's about grounding and rooting, Mm -hmm. which a tree does. And then its branches flow and have to sway with the wind, Mm -hmm. just like we have to sway with things that come up in life, but it doesn't keep you from getting ungrounded. Mm -hmm. You know, you you stay rooted Mm -hmm. and you can sway with the wind. And sometimes it's peaceful. Sometimes it's raining. Sometimes it, but the rain helps you grow, right? right? You know, uh, sometimes, you know, you have to deal with what's out there, but that you have the, the, because trees are powerful. They're strong and they're um, hardy and but don't look at the tree that's behind our house because <laughs> our next door neighbor shaved half of it shaved down. Shaved half of it down because yeah. the leaves got in his gutters. Oh, Mr. That made T. Me sad. I love Mr. T. Me he's too. he's a conflicting. Hey, this is his second time on our show. I know. He ropes around he he put orange ropes around our front grass. And then he we shaved should have his a, tree. We, and then he shaved We his, should have him on the show. No. Oh, okay. No. That would be bad. <laughs> okay. We should have a show about neighbors. Okay. We have good name, and he's a wonderful man. Right. But he also has these things that drive me absolutely well, crazy. Well, this is a perfect example of what we were talking about before. We love him, and mm-hmm. we will always love him, and he will always be our friend. And, you know, sometimes he tells us things or does things that we don't love, but it doesn't mean that we're going to turn against him. But he gives me his extra french fries. Exactly. He comes over. He's loving, and he's heart-centered, but some of the things he does are in fear and are in, you know, issues that he's dealing with. And I'm not going to tell him he should be different. He and, is who he is. And now we can't drive in his driveway. I know. See, oh, I boy. didn't know if you were going to that we share a driveway and we got the ixnay. And I'd be worried, but there's no way in the world he'll ever listen to this show. No. no. Well, and the thing is, as I'm saying, even if he did, we love I, him. Yeah. Um, and that's acceptance. That's what te- we're teaching. He's teaching us how to treat him and he's teaching us who he is, but it doesn't mean then we disregard him. Right. It means we're not going to drive on the driveway. We're not going to talk about certain But the things. first few days after this happened, and we're totally out of time, but the okay. first few days that this happened, you were angry. I was angry and I didn't want to be nice to him. I know. But now that the dust has settled, I'm back in You this. held your seat. That's right. That's what we were talking about. So did you want to say anything else? Um, the only, the Kathy quote of the week. Okay, what was it? You said... Girls, get in bed. I let you watch two Bradys. Show me you can handle it. <laughs> Brady's meaning two Brady Bunch episodes. Show me you can handle it. Show me it. you can handle it, meaning that go to sleep, meaning I'd like to show you two more Bradys later, but show me you can deal with it. Um, to okay. close out the show, the Sox won again. Yes. And uh, we Tiger Woods won another uh, tournament, so he's getting ready for the U.S. Open, which is on Father's Day weekend. So All right. He might be back on his game. Great. Uh, this is Todd Adams saying goodbye. This is Kathy Adams. Have a great week. Thank you.